Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Father of the Effortless English System, I train you to speak English fluently, you speak English confidently, you speak English effortlessly. When you commit to my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com, commit to my VIP program today. Do it now, quickly, at EffortlessEnglishClub.com because you will get that bonus discount for my business English course. I'm mailing that probably tomorrow. Tomorrow, in the next couple days, I will send a discount code only to my VIP members this time for this newly re-released Business English Conversations course. It's a powerful course. It's really great for job hunting, job interviews, improving your career, making more money, and of course, all the you know the phrases and business English topics and all these things. Business English Conversations and VIP members, you get a nice big discount. So watch your email, VIP members. Now, today I'm going to discuss a topic. It comes from a question actually on our, my Gab, which is up here. Follow me at AJ Hogue, A-J-H-O-G-E. Follow me there. But a question from Amir asking about language learning as a beginner, right? Because you know, effortless English, I think all of you know, or you should know, that I focus on intermediate level learners. So I am not, generally, I am not teaching people who know zero English. Right? I'm teaching adults who have some English. Typically, they have some English. They've tried to learn a little independently. Maybe have tried in school, but they can't speak. Their, their speaking is terrible. So they have maybe some English there in their head somewhere, but they just, because of those old methods, they can't use it. And that's where effortless English is such a big help, getting you from intermediate up to advanced. But... Sometimes people, especially I know some of you have friends or family members who are low beginners. Maybe they basically have no English or they took English in school many, many, many years ago and basically they have none now. And they ask you for advice sometimes because because you're using effortless English, your English is so much better, they see that you can speak, that you understand, that you are improving, you're doing very well with effortless English. So it, it is natural that people will ask you advice. They see your success and they want advice, you know, how, what can I do? And the only problem is, I think, is that some of you, you're not sure what to tell them because some of them are very, 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 very low level, right? They're basically low, low, low beginners or starting from zero. And so you think, well, even, even Power English, even the original course may be too difficult for them. So today I'm going to talk about that exact topic. Now, I will be talking about independent learners. So basically adults, maybe teenagers, but today, I'm not talking about teaching little children because it's, it's obviously much different, right? Teenagers and adults, 
have some self-discipline. They have the ability to concentrate, to focus, to have self-discipline, to learn really uh, completely independently or almost. So adults and teenagers can use some great methods that small children cannot. Teaching small children is a, is a very different thing, <laughs> okay? Requires very different approach. Not so much in the overall method underneath. The principles are similar, but how you do it with children, little children, is different. It's got to be much more focused on games and songs and things like that. But with teenagers and adults, we can skip a lot of that stuff, and uh, we actually have some nice advantages. So I'm going to talk about that. I just want to say again to everybody who's joining live, welcome. Good to see you all. I've got, there's a baby crying in the other room, but my wife's watching the babies right now. Okay, let's talk about it. So from low beginner. I'm just going to use myself as an example because uh, I'm doing exactly this with Japanese. Okay, I started as a zero level Japanese learner, nothing, and I am now, you know, improving. I'm a beginner, but I'm not zero now. So I'll just tell you what I'm doing because this is basically what I recommend for anybody who starts at zero. And I'll just let me read the comment that started today's topic from Amir. I'll just show you my account there. So, okay, Amir, it's uh, Amir, Amir Reza says, AJ, if someone is in the zero level of a language, for example, French, what should he do exactly step by step? Give me some tips which work for language acquisition. All right, I'll do it. I'll talk about my, uh, well, I can talk about my Spanish too. I was not exactly zero for Spanish, but, uh, but it's the same idea. But basically what I start with when I'm zero is I start with mini stories. Just mini stories. Just mini stories. <laughs> okay. I want simple mini stories that use the most common vocabulary and the most common grammar structures. And they should be you know, very repetitive. So there's a huge amount of repetition of both the grammar and that high frequency, most common vocabulary. What I did with Japanese, I first started with my wife's lessons. It's learrealjapanese.com. She has some. They're very, 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 very simple and easy and slow. They are designed for zero level learners. Like you know nothing at all. Nothing. And maybe you were even afraid of Japanese a little bit. Uh, it seems so difficult. So her lessons are designed to help you overcome that beginning nervousness and fear and, and to get a, just to get you comfortable with Japanese starting off. So I listened to all her uh, mini stories. She also has a little podcast for also beginner level. And I listened to all of those. And that was about, that took me about one month. One month. Because I was doing quite quite a lot of hours each day because it was part of this challenge. I just started in, I started in July. I started a little bit earlier than our challenge. 
Okay. So then from there, I, I, after those, those became really easy. So then the next thing I did is I got on Link, Steve Kaufman's site, L-I-N-G-Q dot com, Link. And they have a set I mentioned uh, yesterday. They have a set of 60 mini stories. They're more difficult. They're definitely more difficult. I would say they're probably more like high beginner, eh, high beginner, let's say. Because uh, when I see them in Spanish, they seem easy. <laughs> in Japanese, they seem difficult. So uh, yeah, they're probably actually high beginner. They feel more difficult to me, but that's probably what they really are. But definitely more difficult, right? And there are stories about just everyday life. My wife's stories are kind of crazy, funny stories about different animals and things, which are easy to remember. And then the link ones I, are more about everyday life. But you get a good, lot of everyday vocabulary, vocab from everyday life. And so what I did is, you know, I like to just jump in, just jump in. And as I was saying yesterday, even as a beginner, like I didn't... It, I, I didn't understand. I didn't worry about understanding everything. So I, I really like learning with my ears. And you, know, you know that's one of our rules for effortless English. One of the seven rules. And I, I always start with my ears. Some people like to, you know, have a textbook and they start by reading the text and they want to, they want to look at each vocab word first and 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 try to memorize all the vocabulary and then later listen. But I don't like doing that. I like to just listen first. And I, even when I don't understand anything. So with these mini stories, especially the link ones, which are more difficult, I would listen to, let's say, the first one. It's about a guy in the morning. He makes breakfast and he drives to work and he's a, he works at a restaurant and he cooks for customers and he talks to customers from many different countries. Well, when I first listened to it, I understood almost zero. Probably, you know, I don't know. Maybe I understood a couple of words, but that's all. So basically, could not understand at all. And it felt, it seemed very, very, very fast to me. It was hard to even uh, to hear words, right? To, just to hear what were the sounds. So this is what I like to do. First is just get used to the sounds and... Just listen to hear the sounds and try to identify the words. Even if I don't know the meaning of the words, just hear the words clearly, hear the, the spaces between the words, right? Identify, ah, that's a word, that's a word, that's a word. That's probably a sentence because the pause is longer, you know, and then just get used to it. Get comfortable with it. Da, 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 da. Get comfortable with the sound, with the rhythm and with the speed. So I, I listened to the, the mini stories. I don't know, probably 10 or 15. I just put it on auto repeat, the one. And I listened to it maybe 15 to 20 times without understanding. And I even tried to do some blind shadowing, like I said, where I would, after maybe 10 times, I'm starting to hear words more. Then I tried to shadow. So I would listen and I would try to speak with the audio, saying exactly what the audio was saying. Now, of course, really, I couldn't do it. I mean, I was not really. I was going, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe I could say 10% of the words. 
I didn't know the meaning, maybe I could kind of say, and of course, the pronunciation's horrible. So why was I doing it? It was not for speaking. I'm not doing that to practice speaking. I'm not doing that to practice pronunciation. The reason I do it is that, for, for me, I find that by trying to shadow, it makes me listen better. It makes me concentrate even better on the audio because I'm trying to hear it very clearly so I can say the same thing. So even though I really can't do it, it's too hard, but it does kind of push me to concentrate better. So I actually hear it more, hear it more clearly. Okay, then finally, after doing this for a while, maybe a, a, a few days, then I'll finally say, okay, now I, I want to know what this means. <laughs> All right. So then I go and I read it. But luckily, I already have some of the words. So when I'm reading, some of the words actually, ah, I remember that word. I heard that word. Right. Ah, that's what it means. Aha. It means this. This means uh, breakfast. This means drive, drive a car. Right. This means customer. I remember that was one. I kept hearing the word okaka, okaka. Akyaku, okyaku, something like that. And I was like, well, what is that? What is that? And then finally I looked at, ah, it means customer. So I started doing that and I read it and I got the meaning of the whole story and then some of the words. And then I go back and then listen again more and more and more to that story. Now I actually know, uh, I know the whole general meaning of the story and I know some of the words. And when I hear words I don't know yet, I can guess them better because I have a general idea of the meaning now. And so I'll do that. And then little by little, I just understand a little more, a little more, a little more. When I finally get totally sick of the first one, you know, I, I'm still not perfect with the first one, but when I start really like, ah, oh, enough of this one, then I'll go to the next one and I repeat that same process again. And then I go back and listen to the first one also sometimes. And then I go to the third one and then the fourth one and then little by little building like that. But I spend a lot of time listening to things in the beginning that I don't understand really well. But it's through that huge amount of repetition and then the reading and then repetition again that little by little start understanding more and more and more. So that's what I would call deep learning. Deep learning means a uh, very high, high, high repetition. The second thing I do is I choose something, I choose material that is uh, intermediate or even advanced level. And I, I mostly just listen for relaxation, for fun. I'm not trying to, uh, it's just, just, when I get tired of the deep learning, when I get tired of the repetition, when I get tired of the mini stories, that's when I'll say, oh, okay, oh, enough. And I'll go and I'll, for me, I watch anime in Japanese. So anime, you could read a book, you could watch a TV show, you could watch movies. And again, for a while, sometimes, sometimes many times, I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm a lazy language learner. <laughs> many times I'm lazy and I just watch it. And I don't, I'm just watching the pictures and I'm trying to guess what's happening and I'm trying to guess kind of what they're saying and occasionally, you know, once or twice during the entire show, I'll guess at a new word and maybe I'm right and maybe I'm wrong. That's when I'm lazy. When I'm not lazy, I will 
watch an anime and I'll pause. If I hear a word, like a word, I think I hear a word clearly. I'm curious, what does it mean? Then I'll pause and I'll type that word into a dictionary quickly. I have, an, you know, I have it on my browser. So I'm watching and I'll just click over, type it in really fast. Sometimes, I'm, it's, sometimes I, I can't find it. I'm not hearing it correctly. I'm not typing it correctly. Maybe it's actually two words, not one word. I don't know. But many times, probably over half of the time, I can't find it. So I just keep going. I just ignore it and I keep going. But sometimes I do find it and it... Well, an, another problem that happens, sometimes I find a meaning, but the meaning does not make sense. It it seems like this can't be the meaning. It's not connected to the story at all. So again, probably I typed in the wrong word. So then again, I'm like, uh, oh well. But sometimes I'm lucky. <laughs> and I type it in and boom, something pops up and it fits the story. Ah. I don't try to memorize it. I might write it down just to help. Sometimes just writing helps your memory. I don't usually review very much, but I will at least write it down just to try to make the memory a little stronger. And then I keep going and I keep playing and that's what I do when I'm not lazy. And when I'm really, really, really not lazy, like last night, <laughs> I will read the subtitles or the script like I'll go, I'll just read it. I won't even watch it. I'll just go through it. Like last night, I had one anime script, and I was, I just read half of it, and I wrote down a lot of the vocab. And that's actually the best. It's it's the most effective way to get more vocab because I got I did get a lot of vocabulary doing you know a lot of vocab words doing that, much better than guessing, and much 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 better than just playing it without stopping but like I said sometimes I'm lazy and I don't want to stop <laughs> but other times I'm not lazy and so I just read something that's really very difficult the script is difficult I, most of the words I don't know and but I just you know click them and click them and when there's a word what I do for something very difficult I don't write down every new word it's too much so I just write down new words I think will be useful to me Something I like, ah, I want, oh yeah, that's a good word, right, for me now. So like last night I'm watching an anime, and I mean, I read a script, I read half of a script, and it's about crime and stuff, and so I wrote down some of those words, because I thought, oh, these, this might be useful, because in this anime, they use these words all the time. It's a, every show is about some crime, the mystery, it's a detective. But then the other ones, like kitchen. There's a, the word for kitchen was in the script. So, oh, I wrote that one down. That's really useful. I might use that, you know, in my everyday life. So, I just write it down. Again, I'm not trying to force myself to memorize it. I just write it down to help just, you know, make the memory more likely. So, that's it. And so, then I did that last night. And then what do I do today? Today, I walked around with my babies. And I'm, again, just listening to the mini stories. A lot of what I do is when I'm just listening, when I'm walking around, when I'm busy doing things, that's when I do the high repetition, the deep learning. Playing those same mini stories again and again and again. And I have a few other audios that I play again and again and again and again. Super high repetition. But I, I feel, for, at least for me, as a beginner, that at the beginner levels, I need a huge amount of repetition. Huge, huge, huge amount of repetition. Beginner to low intermediate. I need a lot of repetition. 
Now, for as you get to higher levels like you guys with English, with me getting there with Spanish, then it changes a little bit. You need a little less repetition. You can do more of the wide, you know, reading and listening and things like that. But still, I feel just those mini stories for me, they're gold. I love them. I did the same thing in Spanish when I was a beginner in Spanish, independent learner. I used unlimited Spanish. Oscar, I'll interview him this. I'm supposed to interview him this week. He didn't email me back. We'll see. But um, anyway, I used his mini stories. Same thing. Huge repetition. I just played those mini stories again and again and again and again and again and again. A huge, huge, huge repetition for the most common stuff. That's what those mini stories are so good at good for so that's what I would do so as beginners you know if you're giving advice to somebody that's what I would tell them I would tell them they could get my they could get my original course and they well that's really it they just get the original course and they could only do the mini stories they could say they could say there's also like main lessons there's commentary but that's all more difficult for a total beginner they can just wait they can save that for later they could come back when they're better and do that at a later time so as a beginner only do the mini stories and do what just tell them what i just said first they just listen 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 to the pick the first mini story from lesson one listen to it which is day of the dead it's actually very slow and they could first just listen to it and tell them relax if you don't understand everything doesn't matter just let them get used to the sound try to hear the words even if they don't understand and do that five times eight times ten times or more more is better. Then, after that, then read it. Read the text. Use a dic- uh, you know, an online di- quick dictionary, an e-dictionary uh, for words. Try to again. Don't try to memorize every single new word. As a beginner, it's too much. Just you know, kind of the key, big, important words you think. Then listen again, 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 more repetition, more repetition, more repetition. Then go back, read it again, learn a few more new words. Then listen, 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 repetition, repetition, repetition. Then read it again. That's what you do. And then finally, on to lesson two. Repeat everything again. And so this is the fastest way as a beginner to jump up to, you know, like a high beginner or even low intermediate level. You just jump in. You jump in. You don't you don't start with a textbook lesson one. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. And you? Right? That's so slow. It's so boring. It's horrible. Just jump into a full mini story. Right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Don't waste time with that baby stuff. Forget the baby stuff. Jump in. Some of you, Amir's learning French. Some of you, you're learning other languages. Check out Link. They have 60 mini stories in lots of languages. They have them in Spanish, um, French. I don't, I don't know. Probably. I think they've, they've got them in Russian, Turkish, Arabic, Probably Portuguese, German, I don't know, Italian, right? So check them out. Check them out. Or if you're learning Spanish, unlimitedspanish.com, Oscar. Uh, 
who I will interview soon. Right, and there's a few there are a few other people out there that have these mini stories. Uh, there's a guy who does them in Polish. If you're trying to learn Polish, and I'm trying to think other languages, but anyway, you get the idea. That's what I would say for total, total, total beginners. For Japanese, you could do my wife's really easy total beginners, and then you could do the link ones after that. LearnRealJapanese.com, and then Link.com. So there you go. There you go. That's my recommendation from zero. So this is just something you can tell people if they ask your advice, if they are beginners. Okay, let's go to your questions and comments. Abra is giving a thumbs up on both courses. Says, your original course is a masterpiece in power English as well. There's nothing better. I have tested all possible methods. You are the best, AJ. Thank you, Abra. Thank you very much. All right, let me go back and see if I can boo ba doo ba Let's see. Oh, someone's recommending a book, The Magic of Thinking Big. I'll check it out. Thank you, Abdul. All right. I'm, trying, I'm just trying to find the questions and going past all the hellos. Thank you all for saying hello. I appreciate it. Oh, Ruben. Oh, Ruben. Hey, good to see you, man. That's great to see you. Ruben is, uh, wow, he's a long time uh, Effortless English member, uh, VIP member. He did my teacher training, has a school, an English t uh, school, teaches English in Brazil, but using Effortless English methods. So all around fantastic. Good to see you. So, so great to see you. Just passing by to say you changed my career. I'll be forever your ambassador here in Brazil. And you all are here live. Listen to him and follow his advice. Thanks, AJ. Ruben, so nice to see you. Great to see your pick. You're looking very good. You're looking good. I hope all is going well uh, for you in Brazil. Good luck to you. And I still hope to meet you someday, you know, in person, face to face. I'll visit Brazil someday. <laughs> okay. Okay, so here's someone else who likes anime. Jose Villagran says, uh, or Villagran, uh, I study English watching anime series. I love to study and watch Robotech. Haven't seen that one, but anime is great. I think anime is really a good. Of course, you can find that in English too, right? There's a lot of uh, that, that have been dubbed or or are originally in English, but I I quite like it. Like I like watching. This is even even just TV series are good because see it's the same characters right repeating every week or every show. 
and most of the time it's similar situations again and again. And what that means is that the vocabulary repeats again and again. So I'm watching Detective Conan, which is kind of a nice little anime, Japanese. But, um, you know, it's about a, a, this this uh, guy who solves crimes, detective. So a lot of, you know, it's the same kind of situation. Every show, usually somebody dies and they find who did it. So it's a lot of repetition, which is great. It helps. Like I learned the word for criminal very fast, Hanin, because they say it every single time. They say it many times in each show. Okay, Milena asking about... I'm Milena from Sicily. Hello again. I want to do your course in order to improve my English. How can I do? What's the best course for me? I understand everything, but I'm not so fluent. Maybe start with Power English, I would say. And then VIP or pronunciation. Yeah, well, Nasser mentions this is there's actually being a beginner has some nice qualities. When you start from zero, you get tangible tangible results a little bit easier, but you can be stuck and struggling on the intermediate plateau. You don't notice the results. That's right, and you can just think of why you know kind of logically that as a beginner you know nothing. So if you learn a little bit, you see the improvement. Right? It's very obvious that you improved. You knew zero last month and now you know 100 words well that's a feels like a big improvement but when you're intermediate you know 8000 words you learn 100 more words it's a smaller percent right it doesn't quite feel as big so it feels like it's not really true but it feels like you're not improving as much it's just it's the change is less compared to where you are Okay, Sriracha says, your suggestion, can you use it with children or adults? I would say this suggestion would be good for uh, motivated teenagers and for adults. For small children, no. Small children probably will not just listen, 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 and exactly what I'm saying, you know, this repetition. But what you could do with small children is play them cartoons in English. They might do it. Oh, yeah, thank you. Andrea is following up on my mentioning the Hungarian linguist. Her name was Lom Kato. She knew 28 languages. She's the one that had that formula that I heard of her from Steve Kaufman, but about the, you know, motivation plus time equals success in language divided by your stress or inhibition. Thank you. Yeah, Ibrahim says, AJ, you said we should go in this order. Listen to the correct pronunciation of the word. 
Then find the meaning of the word and then the spelling. School is the opposite. Yeah, it is kind of backwards what I'm doing, right? I mean, in school, can you imagine? They, they don't tell you to listen without understanding. They, they make you read first. They make you memorize vocab and try to memorize grammar rules first. And then later, you maybe you do a little bit of listening. Usually not much. But I'm doing kind of the opposite. Yes, that's right. You know, actually, I have, I, I had this situation in my life. My niece, who just visited me, she's taking, she just started Spanish classes in school. She's in eighth grade, middle school. So we were talking about Spanish and she was telling me how her ter teacher was so terrible. And uh, so I was kind of giving her similar advice, what I just told you. I told you know, I was telling her, you're not going to learn Spanish in your class, but you can learn it outside of your class. So she and she is, she's starting to do some stuff on her own independently. And she says already she's going, you know, going a lot, improving much faster than everybody else in the class, of course. Oh, ah, no. Okay, here's a nice kind of Habibe says, should we learn all family of one vocab? I mean, the noun, the adjective, and the adverb of one word. No, it's too artificial, right? I just, just learn, learn from the situation, right? Where you find the word. Like, for example, it's, I don't know, like if you're a beginner and you saw the word, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a sentence. <laughs> the word quick, right? Let's say the word quick. So you just learn the word quick. It means fast, right? Whatever in Japanese, hi-ai or something like that. And rapido. You just would learn that only. You don't need to learn quickly also, okay? You don't have to try to learn all the different versions of the word at the same time because that just learn the one that you're finding right now from what you're reading or listening to. And later you'll hear quickly in another situation and you'll kind of notice, hmm, it's basically the same word, but it has an L-Y at the end. What does that mean? And you'll eventually figure out you use it as an adverb. Uh, another question about Spanish. Where did you learn Spanish? Unlimitedspanish.com is what I recommend. Unlimitedspanish.com all together. I'm, I'm going to interview. The, his name is Oscar Peyus, the teacher the man who made this website and the courses, the mini stories in Spanish. I'm interviewing. I'm supposed to interview him tomorrow, but um, we're having a little miscommunication with email. It might be next week, but I'm interviewing him very soon. We're already talking. He agreed. Uh, I know Oscar for, I have known Oscar for a long time. So I'll be talking to him. So you'll learn a lot more about his Spanish lessons. He's really good. His, his lessons are very good. He's got a very nice, very clear uh, pronunciation in Spanish. Very clear. Yes, Sarah, I'm with you. Sarah says, I don't like memorizing. That's why I like your methods for learning. I don't either. I hate it. I just I find it boring. It's probably because of all the years of school, memorizing lots of stuff and then forgetting, right? Memorizing for tests, then forgetting. And to me, I just, I really just hate it. And I would just rather 
learn a word and forget it and then learn it again and then forget it again and then learn it again and finally remember. That to me is more enjoyable and more natural than learn a word the first time and then try to uh, memorize, 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 right? And try to get it the first time and still probably forget. (laughs) And then it's no fun. It's so stress, too much stress. Hey, Cardo, good to see you. It's been a while. I was thinking of you recently. I was thinking, I haven't seen Cardo on the stream recently. And there you are. Yeah, Maxim, I agree with you. There's there's some disagreement about this, but Maxim says, Hi, AJ from Belarus. Good to see you again. On my opinion, Pimsleur is good for totally zero. Now, you will find that some people don't like Pimsleur. There are a lot of guys who say, uh, if you find, look in reviews online on YouTube or something, people say, oh, I don't like Pimsleur. And you, almost always the criticism of Pimsleur is vocab. They say, uh, Pimsleur, there's not enough vocab. You don't learn many words. And that's, that is true. That's absolutely right. I agree. But they're missing, I think, the strong point of Pimsleur which I like. I, I, I forgot to say that. In Japanese, I also did Pimsleur. I did Pimsleur. I did my wife's lessons, the stories, and the, the mini stories in Link. And I also have done Pimsleur 1, 2, and 3 in Japanese. I've done all the first, there are three courses. That's three months. Um, so the strong point of Pimsleur is number one, it helps you get used to the sounds and the sentence patterns. It helps you get used to the basic grammar structures. And again, they don't teach you grammar rules. They don't say this is the past tense and this is the present perfect. They never say that, but you learn it though. You do get it, right? And you get you get some you do get some useful vocab connected to travel. It's because it's kind of kind of focused on travel for business or travel for tourism so you get stuff like passports and making a reservation that kind of stuff uh but but more what you get is just the common structures of the language and again as a zero level person i agree with maxim i like pimsleur I like it. Some people don't, but you could try it. They have some trial ones where you can just buy like eight lessons, but that's enough. You could just see, do you like it? So for example, my niece who's learning Spanish, uh, I got, I bought Pimsleur for her. So she's doing Pimsleur one in Spanish right now. Right now she's doing that. And I, when she finishes that, then I will get her the Oscars lessons, unlimited Spanish. So yes, Pimsleur. I forgot Pimsleur. The only the other criticism of Pimsleur, which is also true, is that it's very expensive. It is quite expensive. But like I said, I am a fan. I like it. Yeah, like Alexi says, the ability of listening as a whole is very important in our life. We should develop this skill via self-education. We kind of get two birds with one stone. We acquire a language and get better listening skills. Yeah, that's a good point. It is. And, you know, getting comfortable with not understanding things is also good because, you know, when you're learning a foreign language, that's just natural. You're, you're always going to have some problems of understanding. And it's kind of good to get used to just get comfortable with that. Don't get stressed out about it.
<laughs> Someone asked about BJJ. Can you give me BJJ training schedule? My training schedule or a, an ideal training schedule? I'm only a white belt. And I have not... I've been gone from jiu-jitsu for a year. Right? Maybe longer. Yeah, so I haven't been doing it because of a lot of things happening before my babies and then now since the babies came. So I'm uh, yeah, I'm not a good person to, to ask about uh, that. Uh, you should ask a black belt. Yeah, like Nasser says, Hi, I'm fine. And you is the most boring dialogue in language learning history. It's, it is, isn't it? Always the first one. It's the same in Japanese. It's the same in Japanese. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. It's the same exact dialogue. <laughs> just in Japanese. I mean, yes, you do use those words, but it's just so boring. You, know, I can, you can learn those later. In, 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 within a situation, within a story. I mean, really, you can learn those phrases just from life. They're... So just to like listen to them and study them in a textbook is so boring. Okay, Emmanuel. Now we're talking about the reading. So remember, we've got the deep learning and then the wide learning, which might be more difficult. We've got a question. When reading a new book, do we need to read something slightly difficult? Sometimes it might be intimidating when not grasping everything. I, I follow what Dr. Stephen Krashen recommends. It's called free voluntary reading. Free and voluntary. Voluntary means you choose. Free, again, means you choose. It's kind of similar. So what this means is it doesn't matter. It's whatever you want to do. And it can just be your mood. So, for example, two days ago, I thought, I don't know why, I just in the mood, I was trying to read a little Spanish, and I thought, I want to try Don Quixote, Cervantes. I have it. So I thought, I, I want to try it. I don't know why, I just want to try it. Of course, that's going to be difficult. And uh, it was, you know, I click a lot of words in there, but it was less difficult than I expected. And I read, I don't know, I read a few pages of it and then it was kind of, then my brain was tired. And then I, then you go back, then you can go back to something easier. So you can actually do both if you're in the mood to, for a challenge. Like it's the same last night, it's, it's the same with Japanese. That, so last night, I don't know why, but I was just more motivated, good energy, and I wanted to read the script. And I did it for like an hour, a full hour of reading and it was very difficult for me the level but I enjoyed it but some nights I don't some nights I'm just like uh, I don't want to do it uh, right I don't know tonight we'll see but so I might sit down and think like oh I should read the script but then it's just too like you said it's just too difficult I'm too tired I'm whatever and then I'll just say ah, I'm not going to do that tonight I'm not going to do it and then I'll go listen to something easy instead so I think the important thing is you're just always doing something in English. And when you're motivated and you're feeling good, do something more difficult. And when if you get tired of that, then switch and do something easier. And you can just jump around like that. 
You know, that's why like I, when I get stressed about something too difficult, when I get tired of difficult, I go back to the mini stories and I just repeat them even more. I know them all now. Some are still kind of difficult, but at least they're, um, they're comfortable, right? I, I know the general meaning of every story now. I don't know all the vocab, but I at least know the general idea. If I hear some key words, I'll kind of, oh yeah, I remember what the story is. So it feels much easier to me. So when I'm... When I'm doing something else, when my brain's tired, whatever, then I'll do easy stuff and repeat, repeat, repeat. Like mini stories, mini stories, mini stories, mini stories. And then when I want a bit of a challenge, then I jump over and I'll do something more difficult, read something more difficult or watch something more difficult. And then I get tired of that and then I go back to the easy. So you can kind of back and forth, back and forth. And this is again, when I say you're the boss of your own learning, you are the boss. I'm not your boss. No one else is your boss. You are. So you decide this. Day to day, you can change, right? Day to day, week to week, it's up to you. Don't, don't, don't like, you know, make yourself hate it. If you're hating it, just do something else. That's all. If, if you're trying to read something and it seems so difficult and you're hating it and you're stressed out about it, then just put it to the side and do something else. Something easier. And try it again later. You could come back, you know, two months later and maybe you change your mind and now you like it. Mingma says... Uh, Learning language, you need passion and a comfortable environment. And that's true. It is also kind of a yin-yang there. I feel I got an experience from your teaching. I highly appreciate it. Listening, reading, speaking, writing is my prescription. Indeed. Yeah, you're right about that. That's also. There's sometimes you want comfort and sometimes you want that stimulation. Excellent. Paulika is going to learn... Italian. At the end of our challenge, we have one more month. It is October 30th. I haven't talked about the challenge because I'm kind of waiting until November. We have one month. End of November, the challenge ends. So we're going to make a big push next month. We have four weeks. <laughs> so I will do a, some special shows next week about the challenge. And we're going to get all excited again because I've, you know, kind of October, my hours dropped. At the end of October, especially the last few weeks. Uh I think a lot of you have that experience. So now we're going to, ah, let's get our motivation back up, get our energy up, and finish with a big, strong November. So after that, he says, I'm going to learn Italian from scratch. I'll use your suggestions. Yeah, just jump on in, Paulika. Jump on in. Ah, N said he tried to learn French in Link and he liked it. Good. Antonio de Lima says, is it possible to live in Japan without speaking Japanese? Yeah, it's possible, especially in Tokyo, Kyoto, especially those two places where they get a lot of tourists. Uh, you can function. I mean, you, you'd be surprised how not just Japan, any country, how you can survive with very, very, very little. If you're just willing to make pictures and uh, use your hands and be kind of a performer and draw, you know, you can figure out ways to communicate. Um, I've done it many times traveling. 
course, it's much more enjoyable if with the language. Even now, with my limited Japanese, it's more enjoyable here than with zero. Hmm. Cackbird says, I learned a new word, deference, in English. That's a nice word. Kind of means respect. Uh, when I used that word among native English speakers, nobody knew the word. Really? That surprises me. It's funny to learn new words that native speakers don't know. Yeah, you can do that. You know, not every native speaker reads a lot, and some of them have fairly limited vocab. I, I'm a little surprised that they didn't know deference, but... Okay, I'm going to jump down to the bottom again because you guys are typing so fast. Oh, Abraham, I'll do Aesop's Fables. I'm sorry. I will do it. I know I keep saying that and I forget. Um, yeah, I'm doing Dad with the challenge this month, says Nasser. Yeah, so am I. My, my hours dropped a lot this month. Uh, I have some excuses for bait with babies and things, but still. Uh, I'm getting it back, though. Each day, I'm getting back up again, three, four hours a day now. So I'm feeling better. Yeah, like, see, like Darby's saying, when I watch TV, some TV series like Big Bang Theory, my brain just memorizes some of the vocab. Without even concentrating, I memorize them. Just enjoying the series, that's it. Right, Darby, because it, it, what Darby's saying, exactly right. Like, so that's another example. They're just going, these same characters in the same situation, you know, they're going to repeat some of their favorite phrases, a lot of the same vocab every time, right? Every show again and again and again and again. And eventually you, you, you memorize it without even trying because you're hearing it so many times. Like I said in my little example with my anime, Conan, like the word Hanin means criminal, right? So I, I remember I started listening, watching it, and I'm hearing Hanin, Hanin, Hanin. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I'm hearing it all the time. So I looked it up in the dictionary. Hanin, criminal. Instantly I knew it. I never forgot it again because I, every single time I watch the show, they say that probably, I don't know, 30 times or more. Right? So that's just a, it's a simple example. But all, all these kind of shows, so like if you watch Friends and you just watch every episode of Friends, right? Or every one of the Big Bang Theory or right? Any of these kind of shows or like your favorite anime, they will just repeat a lot of uh, common things. And it's kind of it's easy vocab. Okay, well, this is one of these topics everyone debates. Good morning, AJ from Marcos. Uh, when can I say I'm fluent? I don't know. <laughs> okay? I don't know. Nobody agrees about this, okay? Some people will say fluent in three months, you know, they're uh, from zero. And what they mean when they say fluent is they can do 
very basic communication about very basic topics fairly well. Others <laughs> will say fluency means almost like a native speaker, right? Like nearly perfect. So that's a big difference. <laughs> and, you know, so what is fluency? You know, the thing is, who cares, right? It's just, an, it's just a word. It's just a label, right? Uh, there's, the, the truth is there's not a magic point. Now I'm fluent. Yesterday I was not fluent and today I am. Right? So I, I think it's something just to, uh, who cares? Don't worry about it. Just improve. Just communicate. Just get better. Constant improving. It doesn't matter. Right? Can, can you, what do you, my better, I think the, the better question is make it personal. What do you, you want to do with the language, with English? What do you want to do? Do you want to travel? Do you want to watch movies and understand them? Do you want to read books and understand them? Do you want to do business and do you want to give speeches? Right? Do you want, do you want like, you know, a near perfect American pronunciation? Or you don't care. You know, you just want fairly good pronunciation. Um, do you just want, you know, basic everyday topics so you can take some trips, you know, when you travel, hotels and food and things like that? And so it's you decide. And who cares what other people think? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So it's your choice. And I would say just don't worry about this, like this label of fluent because it, it doesn't mean anything, really. Because the reason it doesn't mean anything is nobody really agrees on what it means. So if nobody agrees on the meaning of a word, it doesn't really have much meaning. You know, the, the, the meaning is the words come out of your mouth. Fluent, like, you know, fluidly, like water. So that's what it means. So I, I just, you know, just don't worry about it. That just uh, don't worry about saying you're fluent. Rather, create your own goals. What do you want to do with English or whatever, any language? Right? Like for me in Japanese, what do I want? What is fluent in Japanese? I don't know. I don't care. What do I want to do? I want to talk to family. That's really all I care about in Japanese. Right, because my wife's Japanese, so I have uh, a niece and two nephews that I really love. I have my wife's family, her parents, her sisters, and their husbands, and that that's that's what I want. I want to be able to talk to them about about our, about family things, about everyday life, and just have conversations and understand what they're saying. That's my goal. For me, that's what fluency will be. I don't care if I can talk about um, Buddhist philosophy with a Japanese monk. <laughs> okay? <laughs> that's quite high level. I'm not interested. I don't care if I can read a newspaper. I'm really not too focused on reading. I, I'm very little bit kind of, you know, working on it a little, but um, it's, it's certainly not very important to me. So that's for me, and other people have different ideas, right? That guy Matt from that I interviewed, it was like the complete opposite. You know, he wanted to be for him fluency means in Japanese almost like a native speaker, and that means he can talk about like very high level topics, very complicated, you know, like grad school type topics, and read novels in Japanese. So that's, that is much higher than what I'm trying to do because I, I just don't care about that stuff. 
Um, so again, does, there's not a right answer. There's not a wrong answer. It's up to you. And it's the same in English. Some people want that very high level of English. And many of you don't care about that. You want to have like just normal everyday conversations and meeting people and all of those social situations. And for you, that's plenty. That's enough. And that's also fine. So don't let anybody make you feel bad about that. It's totally fine. And thank you, Depeche, for the super chat. I appreciate it. $1.99. Thank you. Yeah, so here we have the same issue. We keep, this seems to be a common thing. When I travel to a foreign language country, I communicate with them easily and smoothly. But in my own country, they notice the mistakes and correct you. Right, so this is this that, that ego um, insecurity thing again, right? Because it, it's probably, I don't know, it's, I think it, it probably is similar. Like I've noticed that online at least, a lot of the, it's the like Americans or the Europeans who are learning Japanese uh, or who have already learned Japanese who are these perfectionists and ah, kind of judgmental almost. But regular Japanese people are not at all. Regular Japanese people, if you just say a little bit of Japanese, they're very happy. And they say, oh, you're so... They always say like to me, oh, your Japanese is so great. Of course it's not, right? But they're just happy that I'm using the little bit. And um, so it's the, the native speakers are usually the, are quite nice, right? And they're quite happy and, and impressed that you're using their language. Oh, Tin says, should I read Detective Conan? With English, yeah. Why not? If you like it, you could. And I there, you can probably find the dub. You can probably find anime also in English, where they're uh, English uh, speaking actors too. So yes, if you if you like anime, you could read it in English and watch it in English. Manga anime. Ah, uh, yeah, Emmanuel says, so he, same thing. He likes watching Dragon Ball. I'm not sure if they're correctly translated. It doesn't really matter if it's correctly translated from Japanese. It's just the only thing that matters is that it's native English speakers and it makes sense in English, right? So it, if it's it's a bad translation, it's really not that important. It, you just We just have to be sure the English is correct. You could send me one. If you have one, send me a link and I'll watch one really quickly in English and I'll let you know if it sounds weird. Okay, let's see. This is an interesting issue. I don't think I've heard this before. Nevlona says, I can't read books in English. I don't understand anything. I listen to a lot of native speakers. I write a lot in my diary in English. And I, have, I don't have any problems. Well, that is a strange situation. Uh, to have higher writing and, and listening ability than reading. You just need to read more. Get ebooks. Get ebooks, use a translation dictionary, set it up in Kindle or whatever, and just, you know, click the words to, to, to see the meaning. 
choose easy stuff. Maybe you're trying to read things that are too difficult. That that could be part of your problem. I'm guessing that you're trying maybe uh, literature or something that is much too difficult. And you just need to choose like Goosebumps and Hardy Boys and other easy things. Start with easier stuff. That's probably what you need to do. Okay. Yeah, like Darby says, Americans accept your mistakes as long as they understand you. This is true for native speakers in general. Usually, you might meet somebody who's not nice, but almost always, as long as they understand you. That's why, in many ways, pronunciation is more important than grammar. If they understand you, they don't care if you make a grammar mistake. They don't care. Oh, because Copper's learning Spanish. Nice. Started learning Spanish from scratch one week ago. Great. It gives me a nice break from English, and then I come back to English lessons. I feel refreshed. Yep. Nice. Good. You can join. Are you using unlimited Spanish? I hope so. Let's see, I didn't read any English books, says Avrojit. Can I start with Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah. Yes, why not? Let's try it. It's a good book. VJ, I want to meet you. Well, come to Japan. <laughs> okay, great. Priscilla says, this is fine, Priscilla. I started... First, I started with the VIP member. I realized it was too difficult for my level, so I decided to try Power English, and I'm improving. I'll return to VIP when I finish Power English. Thanks, AJ. Perfect. That's exactly the thing to do. You can try VIP. You can try it for $1 for 10 days. It's kind of a... And then you see if it feels too difficult, do exactly what you did. Just cancel it and try... Power English instead, and you can come back to VIP later. It's a, perfect. But on the other hand, Lisa did it another way, kind of what I'm doing, and I started from a very low level with VIP. Maybe it would have been better to start with Power English. At first, I struggled a bit, but I persevered. She kept going. She committed and didn't quit. Now I understand everything very well. Right? So if you're comfortable with things being a little difficult, you can also just keep going. Tim is studying semantics in school. Hmm. Darby. Yes. For Spanish. Oscar Peus. UnlimitedSpanish.com. UnlimitedSpanish.com. I should be an affiliate. He should... <laughs> All right, let's see.
Couple more and, oh yeah, almost time to go. Okay, so I'll, I always get this question, but I'll sort of answer it telling you what I'm doing with Japanese now. Can you... Uh, sometimes I get frustrated uh, when I see movies or other videos I can't understand. Um, okay, Sam says this. Well, again, it's, so it's normal. And you have, you know, there are a couple ways to deal with this. And so it's exactly what I'm doing with the anime in Japanese. So method number one, just relax. Don't worry about it. Do your best. Guess. Right? This is what I do when I'm lazy. <laughs> and many times I'm lazy. And I just watch it. I'm not understanding most of it. I'm watching the pictures. I'm hearing the words. I hear, every, sometimes I hear a word that I know. And I just try to guess what's happening. But mostly I just try to enjoy the, sh the, the story and enjoy the episode. And I don't, get, I don't worry about it. I'm, I'm not understanding most of it. I don't, so what? So that's method number one. Just relax and guess. As I said, method number two is kind of in the middle when I'm feeling a little lazy, but a little more motivated. Then, same thing. I'm playing it. I'm listening. I hear a word that I, I'm here maybe I don't know why but I want to know that I want to know what it is maybe it seems important for the action so I pause really quickly and just from I'm, no subtitles I'm just from listening I guess the spelling in Japanese I type it into a dictionary and I sometimes I find it probably usually I don't find it because I'm Typing, I'm spelling it wrong in Japanese, right? But so if if I if I can't find it, oh well, I just guess and I keep going. Don't get stressed about it. Just relax. Who cares? But sometimes I do find it. Yay! I write it down. And then finally, <laughs> number three, when I'm feeling very motivated, good energy, I want to do some work, I have good discipline, then I will actually just read the entire script of a show so you could do this in a with a movie or a tv show you can download the subtitle files or find the script and just read the whole thing and every word you don't know use a dictionary to find the meaning and you know it's probably very slow going through the whole thing this is my movie technique lesson kind of I make it more enjoyable for you, more fun. You don't have to download anything. I explain everything. That's why everyone loves my movie lessons. But uh, you can kind of do it yourself that way. It takes more motivation to do that way. Just reading through the script. And then go watch it. After you read it, then watch it. So that's those are the three, you know, three different things you can do with TV or movies you don't understand. And... Yeah, like I said, I, I'm very relaxed about it. So it just, just, for me, it's just my mood. If I'm lazy, I just watch. If I'm a little less lazy, I stop sometimes when I hear a word. And if I'm quite motivated, I read the whole script and then I watch. 
So you can do ex- all that same stuff you can do in English. And again, just depending on how you feel. The key thing is, the important thing is that when you are feeling lazy, when I'm saying lazy, but maybe you're just tired, right? Maybe you're tired, whatever. When you're feeling that way, don't feel bad. Don't get, don't make yourself stressed about it. Okay, just guess and enjoy as much as you can. You're still hearing English. You're still getting, at least you're getting the sounds of English, which will help your pronunciation in the future, okay? Which will help you hear individual words better. It's still something, it's still helpful. It's still better than zero English. It's better than nothing, right? Remember that formula we talked about, that any stress about English will reduce your learning right, will make your improvement slower. So you want to eliminate all the stress, all the stress about English, you want to get rid of it. So if you're feeling stressed doing something, don't quit, just change what you're doing, just do it differently or do something else, right? So if you're watching a movie in English and you're getting stressed, you have to ask yourself, why am I stressed? Why am I stressed? I'm watching a TV show, I'm watching a movie, in English, why am I getting upset, right? And probably, oh, I'm not understanding everything. Uh, well, just you just got to relax, okay? It's all right. Just guess and keep going and try to enjoy or use a dictionary sometimes when you hear something or use the English subtitles or read the whole script. Just depending how you feel. And I think you'll, you'll overall, your long-term process, uh, uh, improvement will be much better. The results you get will be better long-term by just enjoying it and not getting so stressed about this. You, you'll, 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 there'll always be problems understanding things sometimes. So just don't worry about it. Okay, guys. Lots of love to you. Got to go take care of babies as usual. As I said, I'm supposed to interview Oscar tomorrow, but he never emailed me back. I'll check my email. Nope. Spam? Did he spam? Get a corner spam? Hmm. Don't see it in here. I don't know what happened with Oscar, but uh, we'll see. Maybe I'm in. Maybe it's I'm interviewing him tomorrow about many stories about Spanish and English learning both. But if not, I will interview him soon. Okay. Well, that's all for now. Lots of love to you. Thank you, as always, our great live audience, our great live viewers. I appreciate all your comments and questions, and I'll see you tomorrow.